Hey everyone, welcome to another episode of Visit Table Rock, the official podcast of uh, Table Rock Lake. And I wanted to squeeze this, uh, this episode in quickly because we have the 4th of July weekend coming up and there's some things that I thought might be helpful to, uh, to discuss with you today. So stick around. Welcome to Visit Table Rock, the official podcast of Table Rock Lake, with your host, Mark Newsom. All right, so in this episode, I want to talk about trailer boating. And what I mean by that is, um, Unless you have your boat in a slip, in a dock, on the lake, it's likely you're going to be towing that boat from wherever you live to wherever you can get the boat into the water. And for many folks, that's going to mean uh, a three or four hour trip maybe. Maybe you're coming out of the Kansas City area and you're towing your boat to Table Rock Lake and you're all excited. You got the family all packed and ready to go. and. Uh, and then this is where some things can go wrong and I want to um, go over a few things with you that'll make your life uh, a lot easier um, just so you don't have any gotchas on the way down. Um, first of all, a couple of nights before uh, you plan on heading out, and this is going to be a little late for some of you because I know a lot of you are going to be heading out today. Uh, it's Friday, uh, July 2nd. And, uh, and I know that a lot of you have already got everything ready to go and you're probably going to ditch work at noon or, or maybe you've even taken off today so that you can head on down to the lake. But uh, regardless, I still want to go over some of these things with you because they'll help you in the future as well. Uh, so a couple of nights before your departure, and I say a couple because you may need to go to the auto parts store and pick up some things like trailer lights and, and maybe you need a new tire or tires. Um, things like that. So a couple of um, nights before you're getting ready to tow your boat to the lake, uh, do kind of a pre-tow check. And what I mean by that is uh, do a walk around on your trailer, um, check your tires first. That's the first thing I always do is make sure that your tires are aired up uh, to the right uh, PSI. And when you're checking those tires, look at the sidewalls. Uh, if you don't trailer a lot, and uh, maybe it's been a year or two since you've had that boat out on the road, um, the condition of your tires can deteriorate uh, and it seems like it just happens overnight. But um, you wanna look at the sidewalls, uh, make sure that there's not cracks and dry rot in, in the sidewalls. That's a really good indication that you'll see on a trailer tire. Also look at your tread. Uh, you wanna have plenty of tread life left and that old that old uh, trick of using a penny, uh, and if you can see the top of Lincoln's head uh, when you stick it down between the, uh, the, the tread, then you're, you're getting pretty low on tread. So you want to make sure that you, you have good tires. 
Another thing I like uh, on, on all of the trailers that I've had over the last few decades have had what they call bearing buddies on there. Not all trailers have those, but most of them do. And the way you can tell if you've got bearing buddies is to, uh, if you have wheel covers on there, pop off the hubcaps, take a look at the center hub, and there will be like a black neoprene uh, cap there, or it can be other colors as well, but it's typically black. And if you pop that off, there should be a greaser there in the middle. And what that allows you to do is it allows you to um, add some uh, grease to your bearings without having to take the whole hub off. And so as a preventative measure, I like to go check those, make sure um, by, uh, you know, getting a grease gun and making sure that you use the, the marine grease. Uh, I use, a, it's a blue colored grease. Uh, works well in, uh, in in water conditions like that. When you're going to be backing a trailer down into the lake, you want to make sure you use the right grease. But check those, make sure that's all good. Another thing you'll want to do is uh, grease the ball on your, your hitch, on your bumper hitch. Uh, put a little bit of grease on there. That really helps, uh, you know, get your, get your uh, hitch on and lock down safely. Uh, it also helps with wear. Uh, as you're driving down the highway, there's a lot of friction that goes on right there at that union. So make sure that you've got that, uh, just to, just apply a real thin film there. I, I usually squirt a little bit of grease on a paper towel and then just wipe the ball down with that uh, before I hitch it up. So do that. Uh, I have a uh, backup camera on my truck. Uh, but if you don't have that, it always helps to have another person around to help guide you back so that you don't ram the tongue of your boat into the bumper of your truck or your uh, license plate or, uh, heaven forbid, your tailgate. So get, get a friend, a spouse, a better half, whatever, back there and help you get lined up with, with the hitch. And once you get that secured, then... You want to make sure that you have all of your, your safety chains and everything uh, hooked up right. Now, I like crisscrossing my chains, my safety chains, and they're the two heavy chains, one on each side. Um, in fact, the trailer I have right now is not even chains, it's cables with, uh, with the spring-loaded hooks on the ends, and, and they are retractable. So I pull those out, and I crisscross them, and then hook them up. And, and what that does for you is that if for whatever reason uh, the, the nut backs off on your, your ball and the, the whole thing comes off of the bumper, then that acts as a cradle for the tongue so that the tongue doesn't drop all the way down and then dig into the asphalt or, or uh, you know, if you're on a gravel road or whatever, it's going gonna, it's gonna to save your tongue until you can get it over safely to the side of the road and, and, uh, and, and get another ball put on there. That has happened to me years ago. Uh, uh, it wasn't with a boat trailer, but it was with a, a small U-Haul trailer. I was zipping down I-35 and somewhere in south of Oklahoma City. And the nut just, um, it's one of those things you need to check because um, uh, like me, I, I, you know, I'd never checked it. Uh, in fact, I think the truck that I was driving at the time already had a ball on it. And uh, whoever owned the truck before me it had, had installed it. And uh, I don't know if they didn't get it tight enough or whatever. So that's another thing, you know, get a big wrench on that and snug it down. Make sure that the, the uh, 
um, nut is tight. Uh, there should be a lock washer on there as well uh, between the nut and the bottom of the bumper. And uh, <clears throat> so that takes care of that. If you have a, a brake safety chain, that will be a separate one that also needs to be connected to the vehicle. And then plug in your lights. Uh, now some some trailers have electric brakes. If, if they're a really big uh, trailer, they'll, they'll have electric brakes on there, which you'll, you'll know and you'll have to have a, an electric brake controller installed in your truck. Some of them have surge brakes on them. And uh, it, so if you have surge brakes, uh, make sure that, um, you know, read the instructions on, on the trailer. There's usually a placard on there that'll let you know where the uh, safety pin needs to be in order for it to uh, help actuate those surge brakes. And how that works is when you apply your brakes, the weight of the trailer and the boat push against it and then apply the hydraulic brakes on the trailer. Uh, another tip is uh, trailer lights. If you have an older trailer, it's gonna have the older bulb type uh, lights in there, which are notorious uh, for uh, getting corrosion on the contacts and not working. Um, so, there's there some maintenance that, that can be involved in, in making sure that those things uh, stay working on a regular basis. The newer trailers, however, I think most of them have uh, LED lights or L LCD lights, and they uh, are not near as susceptible to um, corrosion. Uh, they just don't, they don't have the same principles uh, behind it. You know, uh, the contacts and everything aren't the same, but you still have wiring issues and things like that. So the, especially the night before, you wanna plug those lights in and then do a walk around. Have somebody in the cab of the truck for you to apply the brakes, turn on the turn signals, turn on the headlights, make sure all of your lights work, uh, left and right blinker lights, both brake lights, um, the light above your uh, uh, trailer tag. If your trailer's past a certain length, uh, if, if you were towing a, a large boat on a tandem axle trailer, it's likely you're gonna have side marker lights as well, so make sure those work, because those are really handy, especially if you're coming down to the lake after dark. Uh, you wanna make sure that you're as safe as can be. So once you get that trailer all hooked up and ready to go, the next thing I wanna talk about is uh, loads. Now, you only want a certain percentage of the total weight of your trailer on that tongue, and uh, it varies from uh, tow vehicle to tow vehicle, so I won't get into the specifics there but you don't want most of your load towards the front of your boat. Um, I, I think a lot of people have a tendency, if they're like me, they, they want to top off that tank before they head out so that that's the last thing on their mind. They don't have to worry about once they get to the lake how much fuel they have in the boat. So um, you're going to have a, a, a full tank. Uh, the bigger the boat, the bigger the tank. My center console has a 40-gallon tank. Um, I'm, I'm fortunate in the fact that that tank is towards the middle of the boat uh, under the center console. Uh, so that really helps with weight distribution. But we also have a tendency to uh, put a lot of things in that boat uh, and use it as a trailer uh, to haul our gear down with. So uh, I've seen folks put all of their fishing gear in there, their life jackets, uh, but they may also take in a, a, a few rounds of golf, so they'll put their golf clubs in their boat. Uh, they will put their coolers in the boat. You start adding all that weight back in there into your boat, then your weight distribution gets kind of shifted around. So it's always safe to um, kind of 
test the waters first, so to speak. Uh, get your boat out on uh, out on the trailer on the uh, on the road and take it for a spin around the block. Uh, get it out on the highway. Get it up to highway speeds. Make sure that uh, that your boat's not swerving or swaying. Um, that's usually an indication of an improperly balanced uh, load in your trailer. So you want to kind of move things around. If you got too much weight up to, to the front, move some of it back. Another thing is that uh, uh, they, they make two different kinds of covers. You have a cover that you put on your boat when it's in storage uh, during the winter when you're not using the boat. And then you have another type of cover that's used for trailering uh, and storage both. But if, if you want to make sure that you have the type of cover, if you're going to leave your cover on, that's made to travel at highway speeds. Uh, if you don't, then it's going to cause damage to that cover and it may end up uh, being dragged behind the boat uh, in the middle of the night without you knowing it until you reach your destination. So just make sure that you have a proper cover on it if you're going to be using a cover. Now it's, it's fine to tow it without a cover. Just keep in mind that if you stop somewhere for fuel on the way to your destination, um, if you have anything of value back there, make sure somebody sticks around with the boat because it's, I've lost fishing poles before. I've had people walk up at a, uh, at a truck stop uh, in the middle of the night and grab things out of my boat, uh, tackle boxes, uh, life jackets even, things like that. It's another thing, if, you're, if you don't have a cover and you're going at highway speeds, those life jackets will go flying out. I've lost life jackets before. I've also picked up other people's life jackets that they've lost. Uh, even fenders uh, that you have tied to your cleats, if they're not secured properly, uh, those things will start whipping around in the wind. Next thing you know, they loosen up and then they just fly out. They come untied. So make sure everything's really tied down and secure. And, and just kind of have either a mental checklist or go ahead and, and uh, you know, do it as part of a, a family event. Have everyone go around and check everything to make sure that all of that works and is secure and ready to go. So there you are, y'all, the night before, ready to, to, to head out. And you've got everything checked out. All of your lights are working. Your tire's in good shape. Um, grease in the bearings. Um, you've got all of these different things going on and uh, you're ready to go. So you get out the next morning bright and early and you head to the lake. And when you get there, this particular weekend, we have had uh, uh, an unusual amount of, of rain as a lot of folks have in the area. And that's uh, caused some, some uh, concerns with how we approach the water and how we navigate in the water. So I also wanna uh, cover that. But once you get to the boat ramp, the very first thing you want to do is look for a staging area. And what I mean by that is um, you want to find a place where you can get out of everybody else's way while you prepare your boat for launch. Uh, you're going to have some items in the boat, in the, in the vehicle, I'm sorry, in the vehicle that you want to put in your boat before you get to the ramp, but you don't want to do it until you get actually down at the lake. Uh, for instance, like a, you know, a purse or a bag or um, a cooler, uh, jackets, caps, things like that, that you may be stowing in your vehicle. You'll want to transfer all of that stuff into your boat to go out on the lake. 
Well, we don't want to do that at the ramp. You don't want to be the guy that backs his boat into the water or at least backs it into a spot ready to go into the water and then rigs all of his stuff, you know, and hogging the, the boat ramp. And right now <clears throat> we're going to have situations at a lot of these ramps where you're not going to have all of the lanes available. Uh, many of these boat ramps have three or four or five lanes. And because of the rain <clears throat> and, the, and the water being higher than it normally is, this time of year, um, we, uh, we're going to be looking for signs that say, uh, you know, launch between these two signs. Don't launch uh, where you might have done the year before because the water is up uh, considerably higher than it has been uh, last year. And so when you get to your favorite boat launch, make sure you're looking for signs that, that assist in where you, where you put that. But a lot of these Boat ramps will have a staging area. Uh, I know the one that I use a lot there in Kimberling City, uh, they have a staging area and it's just a turnout where you can get out of the way for others behind you that'll be coming into the launch ramp area that are already ready to drop their boat into the water and don't need the staging area. So you can get out, grab all your stuff out of your vehicle, uh, pop it in the, in the boat, and that's also a good time to go ahead and make sure you got your plug in you want to take your uh, straps off of the uh, transom that secure the transom down to the, the the trailer. And then you want to, and I also like doing this. I like taking my safety off of the tongue of the boat, or, I mean, excuse me, off of the tongue of the trailer that's secured to the, the bow of the boat. Most trailers will have that. Of course, you have the, the winch that winches down tight when you pull it up onto the trailer, but then you'll have a little safety chain or cable that hooks through that eyelet on the bow of your boat. I like to go ahead and get rid of that too uh, and, and leave my uh, winch hooked up. And then uh, when, when I get the boat into the water and, and where it's just about ready to float off of the trailer, then I'll, I'll get up on the bow of the boat and take that uh, off. Now, if it's not a real steep ramp, uh, I, I'm perfectly fine with going ahead and taking the, uh, the winch uh, hook off as well on the tongue uh, so that I don't have to worry about any of it. I can just have my wife back me into the water and I fire it up and then just back it off the trailer and, and go over to the service dock. So um, so you're, you're in the staging area. You've got all of your, your uh, stuff uh, in the boat that you want to take with you out on the lake and you have the, the plug in. Make sure it's secure. All of your, your securing straps off so that uh, you're not tethered to your trailer once you get back into the water. And, uh, and then a lot of, uh, like, like an, in, uh, excuse me, an outboard boat, like the one I have or bass boat or whatever, you may even have a transom support and you wanna make sure you take that off. Stow all of that in, in your, your tow vehicle so it's not rolling around in the bottom of your boat. And, uh, and you're ready now to get out of the staging area and back into the water again because of the <clears throat> water levels that we're experiencing right now in Table Rock Lake, you wanna be really careful when you're backing your trailer into the water. When you get over there, <clears throat> again, look for signs. Uh, a lot of these uh, marinas and boat ramps and stuff will, will have put signs up to indicate uh, the areas where it's safe to put your boat into the water. Now, once you launch your boat, get it started up and running, make sure that it's pumping water and all that, then, um, 
you'll you'll want to get it over to wherever it is that you're going to dock it so that your passengers can get in with you and uh, and and then go back over to your trailer and when that trailer gets pulled out of the water you want to reach down there and uh, what you can even do this before you put it in the water in fact it would probably be better but reach down and touch the hubs uh, on the trailer if they are warm or hot then you've got a bearing that's getting ready to go out on you and uh, so you'll want to take care of that before you make your trip back home because if it's if it's warm or too hot to touch then you've got issues uh, your bearings need grease or they may need to be replaced so uh, that's always a good thing to check on there as well so once your uh, your trailer is out of the way and parked in the proper place so that it's out of everybody else's way uh, so that everybody else can safely use the ramp, then you're ready to go. And the only other tip I would have to give everyone uh, for this weekend is um, be careful around the shoreline. <clears throat> Keep in mind that the water's up quite a ways, and a lot of things that weren't underwater are now. So when you get up closer to the shore, if you have any kind of uh, like a, a lakeside resort or a lakeside campground, something like that, that has picnic tables, those picnic tables may be submerged right now and you don't want to get your boat right up close to the shoreline and all of a sudden plow into a uh, something that's underwater that's normally not underwater. There's signs that can be submerged, there's um, you know all sorts of things that, that if the water was at its normal level you would see, but since the water's high it's got all of that stuff covered up and semi-submerged or whatever. So you want to make sure that you uh, are aware of that and just be safe especially if you're going to go out <clears throat> and you're going to um, you're going to go watch the fireworks tonight or Sunday night um, just be extra cautious uh, even if you've done this you know a hundred times uh, just be sure that that you're uh, cautious don't go close to the shoreline in your boat especially not at night when you can't see anything at all uh, and and be safe be safe on the way down. I mean, when you're when you're out uh, cruising down the highway, I know everybody wants to get there and get settled in for the evening, and maybe even get the boat out on the lake so they can catch fireworks tonight. But just um, just take it easy, and you'll get there, and and you you will be amazed at how little it does for your ETA to try to pass people on the highway towing a boat and and not doing that safely. Another couple of tips before I, I sign off for this particular episode is um, when you are trailering, a couple of other things I, I forgot to mention earlier that I'd like to, to, to cover with you is that if you do feel your, your boat trailer swaying uh, due to uh, the improper load balancing and things like that, you'll want to get that thing slowed down as quickly as possible and off to the side of the road and then adjust your load accordingly and then get back out and try it again because that, that's a really dangerous situation. If it gets completely out of the control, it, it can make you jackknife and, and it could be very serious if not cause a fatality. So that's something you really want to be cautious about when you're, when you're trailering. Another thing is if you hit a, feel a side wind, if, if a big gust of wind comes up and hits you from the side and pushes on that trailer, the best thing for you to do then is to just let off the gas. Don't put your foot on the brake, just let off the gas and let it pass. 
or let let your vehicle slow down to a speed uh, where it's safe and then you can apply the gas again and, and get back up to where you were. Um, and, and one last thing is um, keep plenty of distance between you and the vehicle in front of you. Uh, don't ride anyone's tailgate. Don't uh, act like you're going to push somebody off the highway. I know a lot of people uh, get road rage and a lot of people get impatient and especially on a holiday weekend when there's going to be millions of people out on the roads uh, this holiday weekend, there's going to be a lot of uh, uh, tempers that are going to be flaring and you're going to be in a, uh, in a two lane situation where there's no passing for miles and you've got some guy that's driving 10 or 15, 20 miles under the speed limit and causing a big backup. And it's going to force you into feeling like you have to get around this uh, line of cars. You don't. You really don't. Just, just take it easy. You'll get there in plenty of time. It won't make but maybe 10 or 15 minutes difference in your ETA, uh, whether you were to pass those people or not. And that's, that's not worth risking lives over. So be safe. Enjoy your holiday weekend. And uh, we'll see you next time on Visit Table Rock. Thanks for tuning in to Visit Table Rock, the official podcast of Table Rock Lake. We hope you'll subscribe and be sure to check out our website at visittablerock.com.